Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And today we are talking, if mom doesn't hit her microphone too many times, <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> that's that's a podcast foul instead of a party Pod- foul. Podcast foul. Podcast foul. <laughs> um, what was that we recorded? And we were like, what's going on in our... our- oh, and it was the, it was bouncing against the, the pop, guard. Or, the pop or the, shield. Yeah. Is that it's no, not called it was a pop bouncing. Shield. What's this thing called on here on the microphone? What's this? It was That's popping the shock this. mount. It was hitting the shock mount. Okay. See how I've got it twisted uh-huh. over right there? Uh-huh. I fixed it. Road, I, fi- I can fix anything. Road Can't pod- I, Mallory? Yes, you can fix microphones. Road, I, road podcasting microphones. You can send us some new shock mounts if you'd like. I um I fixed Mallory's kitchen drawers. Uh, yesterday, day before yesterday or yesterday? Was that yesterday? That was yesterday. Yeah, you know, I was trying to get this across to you the other day. I don't know if I did completely. You're but trying to tell me something? Yeah, I need to tell you something, so I'll do it right now. But I was saying that you and my dad always made me feel like we could do anything. Well, you can. Okay, but I think that this might have given me... <laughs> the impression that you could do anything. But also <laughs> that, like... Anybody can like. Oh right, you don't do any. No, no, no. Right, let, let me right, finish. Right, let me right, finish. I this get is, it. this yeah. is the problem. I think I get this. This is the problem. You expect it from everyone. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I'm saying that I've been doing like lots of things. Okay. So maybe like too many things. Well, because, yeah. Because I've been thinking, I can do everything. <laughs> And I don't, I don't mean to say that, like, it's your fault or something, but right. I think I need to know that, you know, you can only do so much. Right. Other people can do things for you also. Yes. 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 And you can only do so much and da-da-da-da-da. I've been reading about core competencies. I told my husband that uh, laundry is not one of my core oh, competencies. I, I, I don't even know what core competency means, and I know it's not one of yours. I said, I said Derek, I'm not good at laundry, and he was like... I don't think that someone can be bad at laundry. Oh, yes, they and I can. said, what you're looking they at. They can. Her, you know? <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> I was like, I think one of your core competencies is laundry. And so he's doing the laundry from now on. <laughs> anyway, I guess what I'm trying to say is that if you have a lot of skills, you know, you need to 
figure out what you do best, what you like to do best, and you need or what to, you want to do. Yeah, and you need to what like, you enjoy the most. Maybe you, you need to, and I need to focus it up a little bit. Sometimes you have to focus. And yes, I'm, I'm doing that right now, and it feels well so focusing. I mean, good. if you think about all the things I've done in my life, <laughs> yes, like, you were not a good example for focus. No. No. I mean, you know, the pottery and, I mean, what what else? Like, everything. You're I, an excellent example for creativity and energy and everything, you know? Yeah. yeah I just... And I, being able to, like, yeah, I'm trying to think what I don't do. I think maybe I'm just not I as organized. I don't jump out of airplanes. I think maybe I'm not as organized as you are, and that's okay. It's okay. Maybe... It would be I, nice if I would have ta- taught you how to be more organized. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, Mom. No. <laughs> this is... So I'm talking to my therapist Here's about what happened. Week. Here's what happened. I did too much for you. <laughs> Is that right? That's okay. A, okay. I'm not doing that. I'm not, I don't do that anymore. Have you noticed? I do less for everybody now. You came over and fixed my drawers. Well, I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's get on to the, the, to the topic at hand. We're going to get another one of those lovely iTunes reviews uh, about going off on tangents. I want to breastfeed my baby. <laughs> <laughs> We had a kerfuffle in the group about breastfeeding. <laughs> okay, you guys. We I handled it. I have to tell you this. I breastfed every child I had out in public. And I don't remember anyone reacting to it. And that was 30, almost 40 years ago. I just breastfed in public like three hours yeah. ago. No so one said anything. All I know is I get, I, apparently people are, were walking by me going, oh, what a terrible person. And I didn't know it. Well, there are people people in the... And I didn't know it. Uh, I, I corrected someone in the Facebook group who had a reaction like that. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, sewing for nursing is not the topic of this podcast either. <laughs> <laughs> and neither is like Mallory's uh, psycho... Uh, what do I want to say? Uh psychological tics about organization and whatnot. That is not the topic of the podcast. The topic of the podcast is smart sewing machines. Because sewing machines are smarter than us now. That's right. I think I want to talk about, like, first wave smart sewing machines. Okay. And then sort of, like, second wave smart sewing machines. Okay, I want to see how you're going to talk about this. I'm going to listen. Okay, great. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll correct you. All right. So some of the first smart things that came with sewing machines. And when I say smart, I'm kind of using this in the term of smartphone. Okay. Right. Like electronics. Electronics. So we're talking about electronic, then on to computerized machines. Right. Okay. Electronic machines... There's a difference, right? Oh, yeah. Between electronic. Yeah. Mechanical. Electronic machines did not have software That's in them. Right. right. There's mechanical. There's electronic. And there's, and there's computerized. computerized. Right. Okay. So I'd say down in mechanical land, we don't have the, you know, smart machine feature features there. Okay. They, right. They were sewing machines that were very straightforward. Your sewing machine could not outsmart you. Right. It right. was just... What it was, and if you weren't smart enough to use it, tough. That's right. Right. And I'm not saying anything against those machines or anything, but... We have some. We move on to yes. electronic machines, and we have a, we've worked on electronic machines, of course, and uh, I think that once... Well, our sergers are mechanical Our sergers are mechanical. Now, they're smart, though, but we won't, we won't get into that. <laughs> Go listen to the episode where we just talk about how much we love baby lock sergers and how smart they are. Electronic machines... 
Okay, and they're smart features. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking things like needle up, needle down. Right. Where you can say, hey, sewing machine, every time I take my foot off the pedal, I want you to continue on in the needle cycle. Right, complete the cycle up or down. Up or down. And another thing that they had that was very, very um, convenient was they had a governor on them for needle swing so that you could, if you put in a double needle, you can yes that's so that's another right it could keep it would keep your needle from swinging too far and breaking those double needles yes there's another feature of an electronic machine mm-hmm. that was a smart feature right. also on some brands in the elect- in electronic land there were things uh, like on the foot pedal yeah, heel exactly. tap uh-huh heel tap for toe uh, tap heel tap uh-huh. uh, for needle up needle down right and i'm not going to talk about a knee lift as a smart feature cuz those were on those uh, could have been that a mechanical, was mechanical. Yeah. no they were on mechanical i yeah. don't think people realize about in that in fact a knee lift is mechanical yes until well, we get to the until we get to the computerized, computerized machine right uh i don't think people realize that whole needle up needle down thing and uh-huh. how important it is well or can be how, how convenient too. I mean, yes. I mean, I, I, yeah. People who've never sewn on a machine right. that will just stop any which where, right? Don't understand, right? Because when your needle's in the highest position, that's when it's the easiest to raise the presser foot and get your fabric out from right. under there. It allows the thread to run through, right? So if you were working on an older me- mechanical machine, you'd have to turn that hand wheel. That's right. Until you got to that, place. and you basically are eyeballing or doing the high, you know, needle mm-hmm. high by feel or eyeball. Right, right. Uh, on electronic machines as well, no, I don't think you have, you don't have uh, the bobbin sensor. We have to get to computerized machines for that, I believe, because that's been a topic of discussion. I think the so. The one thing you did have on your um, electronic machines is that the stitches were... Um, automatic, automatic versus like placing yes. a cam in mm-hmm. or dialing. You know, the ones where you actually dial, you're dialing a cam into position is what you're doing. So, if you have a machine where you can just pick zigzag and then start stitching, right? If you can just hit a button and start stitching a zigzag, your machine is smarter than machines were for a very long time, right? Because you used to have to go, okay, zigzag. Now, what's the length and the width that I have to input right. for this? Or right. I want this blind hem stitch. Right. Right? Da, 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 da. And there, there was a machines with cams at one time, mm-hmm. and that was how you got decorative stitches. And what a cam was, it was a disc, so to speak, that it's it was like a car a car a wheel you know two cog wheels, and the one followed the misshapen. Right. You know, wheel, and that's how you got that stitch. Right. It would help your machine move in the right way. But I think that electronic machines will sometimes have thread cutters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think think you're right. And thread cutters are super cool. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are. (laughs) Uh, So the electronic machines, when you cut the thread, people are like, oh, I can cut my own thread. Something, though, about the thread cutter is it will then bring your needle up. To right. the correct position. And then supposedly you have the right amount, amount of, thread. of thread from your bobbin up to right. to right. Um, start sewing again. So that's our that's our little first wave smart machines. Now we're going to take a 
uh, quick message break, and the, we'll be very quick, and then come back and blow your mind with some of the weird, crazy, next-generation stuff that is on some sewing machines nowadays. Hey, Mal. Hey, Mom. I heard you were easy. Oh, no! How what does that mean? No, it means what, what you, I think what you really heard was, well, Mallory, your easy tea looks so good on you. Oh, yes. that, uh, you know, I should have known if that it was something about something you made. Like you said, you're getting into your golden years. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, miss mishearing things. It happens. No, you're right? the one that mishears things. <laughs> I know this. You make lapel pins about it. Okay, so uh, I am currently wearing an easy tee, and I wear them all the time. Uh, the easy tee is a semi-fitted short sleeve t-shirt made out of a woven fabric, and you draft the easy tee to fit your measurements by taking the easy tee class. Well, how do I take this class? It's an online class that you can watch anytime on SoHere.com. To purchase the class, go to SoHere.com slash easy tee. That's just E-A-S-Y-T. Is this on my computer? It's on your computer. It's on your phone. It's on your iPad. The class is divided up into short, easily consumable segments, some of which you may not ever need to watch ever again, but some of which you might want to revisit. So you have the ability to mark lessons as completed and also to star lessons so you can go back and revisit the ones that are most important to you. And I can vouch, Mallory's easy tea is a lot easier than Mallory is. Once again, go to SoHere.com slash EZT to begin your pattern drafting journey. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. And we're back. Yes, we are. Okay, we have a baby lock destiny sitting over there. Yep. And monster, monster machine. Oh, excuse me. A destiny two. That's correct. <laughs> That is correct. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> monster machine. Uh, it is. It is a monster. Has what a, has a camera? It has in a it. camera on it, guys. It has a camera. Now, I feel like if I were, it plays music. If I was head of marketing at like Baby Lock or or any machine company where there was a machine with a camera, yeah, I would buy some ad time somewhere. 
I mean, I guess you could do it on a podcast, right? Right. And this is what my ad would be like, there's a camera on this machine, okay? <laughs> there's a camera on it. Like, did you know that this machine there's has a, a camera? camera? <laughs> because it will take a picture of what you are about to embroider upon, and then you can perfectly place your embroidery, okay? It has a camera. Like, oh my God. And that would be my ad spot. That's my pitch. That's it? I'm... I'm basically. I, you know, everybody's going to stop listening to this podcast and run out and buy that machine now. <laughs> I'm the Don Draper, right? I'm, I'm of, <laughs> you know, from Mad Men. But it, it will, it will take a picture. Yep. People for years. I mean, I remember I've been around embroidery for. You were embroidering when it was relatively new. I'm trying to think, like. You know, the first machines were 93, 94, 95. 95 was where, when it really, I would okay. say, really hit. And I'll just say, I was born in 89. Right. Okay, so you all are like, you haven't been embroidering for a long time. And I'm like, no, I really did start embroidering. I would say you were about eight. And 12, I would say I could run it, like, by myself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and I you would You were run... doing jacket bags at 12. Yeah, right. yeah. And I was, like, running the software right. and everything. Like, right. I'm familiar right. with embroidery well, and its running challenges. running the software, I don't know if you remember the software but you had you know in order to do something you had to plot every single point yes yes no I do I do and I remember you learning it I mean that's how I learned it and everything um but I'm familiar with the challenges of embroidery placement right oh yeah okay you're you're just vouching for mine I'm vouching okay I just want to you probably have as much experience as anyone that is your age I'm sure Uh, okay right thank you just want to get that out there so that people aren't like you know uh but Whenever anyone's like, where should I put this? How can I tell if it's in the right, right place? I'm like, well, you know how you could really tell? If you had a camera on your sewing <laughs> machine. I mean, I just... Now, these machines with cameras on them, they are just objectively expensive, okay? They are, I think, anyone... Objectively? Not subjectively. No, not subjectively. You're saying, objective- I'm saying you think they're expensive. Even if you make a million dollars an hour, you might think, my, that's a hefty price tag for a sewing, sewing machine, machine. You know? Now, is it worth it? If if you love sewing and this oh, yeah, it, right. and this if is what you want to spend your money on, you know, absolutely. Like, if the camera works. It takes right. a picture of your project. <laughs> I'll take a picture of your hand, too, yeah, if it you will. put it under there. It will. You could take a picture yeah. of anything. You could, I guess if you could get your face under there, we'll okay, take a picture. Okay, so that's the, that's the part of the camera that I find to be, you mean, the application, the, excuse the application, me, of the camera, right. that I find to be the, the most useful for me. Now, you can also, on that machine, use the camera right before you sew, not just while right. you're, right. not just while you're embroidering. Right. You can see where your needle's going to go. That's right. It will superimpose a dot, and it'll say, oh, you want to start stitching at your previous stitching line? You want to sink that needle down right there? It's going to be like, well, your fabric is going to move this much with the feed dogs, and I'm going to show you right where that needle's going to go. Well, we know from being dealers that there were people that would buy that machine Uh and never sew. They only embroidered. That's right. That's right. So they bought it. And they only embroidered. They had that machine, and it was capable of all of the th- those things. And you know, if they never wanted, and they never sewed. If they never wanted to worry about right. where the heck to place their embroidery. They didn't have to. No, nope. you know. Uh, so, so then another function of the camera, and this is really interesting to me with some new information that I have. So, Baby Lock's top of the line a few years ago was the Alissimo. Right. And I was teaching some classes on the Alissimo. 
and teaching about that edge guiding function mm-hmm. of the camera. Yeah, yeah. So this is literally everybody, listeners, picture a piece of fabric, like a rectangle of fabric. And what I did on my like 11 inch by 8 inch rectangle was I cut kind of a gentle wave along one side. And using the machine, you could put the fabric under there and say, hey, stitch this far away from the edge of the fabric. And it would automatically do it. It could sense where the edge of the fabric was. So this could really help you in getting the correct seam allowance. Um, But I hear that this is actually technology that's being used to try and automate the production of clothing now. Oh, I bet. And the people in the article that I was reading, this is just about a year ago, when I was first formulating the self-sewn wardrobe, they were acting like it was really new. And I'm like, uh-huh. uh-huh. you know, sure. I was like, huh, I wonder, I wonder how new this is because it's been on that, it was on that Alissimo. Right. You know, for a long time. And I, I actually hadn't used it. You know, to be honest, it wasn't that useful to me. I could keep... Right. And even seam allowance, you know, but I, you know, sometimes we have, we have customers with failing eyesight right. or dexterity Absolutely. issues or something. Uh, so anyway, your sewing machine can have a camera on it, everybody. Did you know that your sewing machine can also have a laser on it? A laser. Light. It yes. is a laser. Did you remember we got in mm-hmm. trouble with right. one brand saying something was a laser? Uh-huh. But this is actually a laser. A laser. Um. The other light was an LED light. That's right. So there's a laser <laughs> that will shine down upon your fabric and help you do whatever you want to do there. Right. It marks where you're going to sew, basically. Well, or it could mark your seam allowance. Or, well, that's true. So you could line it up yes. with where you're going to stitch. Yeah, you're right. Or where, where you're your going to is. stitch next to. I always like to show it like I'd make a wide zigzag. Uh-huh. And say, would you like your line to go in the middle of your zigzag? Would you like it to go to the right, like within uh-huh. your zigzag? Right. And you could, you know, for applique right. or something like that, or a blanket stitch. Uh-huh. And you could line up the light with the straight part of the blanket stitch. I just always thought that was really, really, really a sharp, you know, way to demo that. Right. So there can be lasers. Um. Oh, let's back up. Memory. <laughs> When you don't have one, your machine will. Now, this is a, there are a couple different types of memory in sewing machines. Yes. So, can you talk about uh, talk about one of the types, Mom? Well, there's a type where you can alter a stitch uh-huh. from what the manufacturer's uh, original stitch was. So you can alter the length and the width, and you can keep it. Right. In a memory someplace. Mm -hmm. So that if you have a project where, say, you've made your zigzag only two millimeters wide, but it's, you know, a, what, four in length or whatever, you can go back to that. And for that project, you know you can repeat that stitch exactly. Right. Now, you know, I used to write that on a Post-it note before I had a... (laughs) <laughs> you know, a yes, mem- machine yes. with memory, but now I can put it in my machine. That's right. And what's the And other- I used to write down everybody's phone number, too. That's right. You and- know, and now they're all in my phone. What's uh what's the other type of memory? So that's like long-term memory. Right. And then there's short-term memory. Yes. Which I don't think people realize some machines have and some machines don't. Right. So while you have your machine on, if you change that zigzag stitch. Right. 
And then you go to a straight stitch. Right. And then you go back to the zigzag. It will have remembered that. Sometimes. Some of them. Some of them. But to, to pay, you have to check out your machines. Some, yes. Some do and some don't. And then when you turn your machine off. It'll reset. It resets to the manufacturer's um, settings. So that temporary memory can be good if you're right. still working on the same project. Right. Or if you left your machine on and then you go and you expect the zigzag to be <laughs> like a normal zigzag. And you wonder why it's a foreign length that's when right. you start sewing. That's because you did that. Right. So there's, there are two types of like stitch memory. I guess there are, there's memory in that you can save embroidery designs and stuff. Right. But that's always been that, a, but that's a feature a com- of that's embroidery. That's also a computer. Yes. I mean, that's an aspect of its programming. That's right. That's right. Uh, the other thing that... I think is really cool is fabric sensors. Okay. Okay. So on the Destiny uh, and on a couple, you know, some other big old computerized machines, you turn on a fabric sensor. Right. And then every time you put your foot down, the machine is going, oh. Oh, I feel it. Oh. This is six layers. Oh, I'm sensing you. Oh, this is two. Okay, you know, and it's apparently it's compensating for that. Right. You know, uh, for for what's going on there. And I I never felt like I really needed this too much. Uh Uh-huh. Until? Until I did a little quilt sample. I was demoing something, and our district manager, when we were, that's not what her title was. I never. That's not her title. It's not her title. Judy. Regional manager, I'm, maybe. Yes, regional sales manager. What Whatever. Judy? I'm sorry, Judy. I, <laughs> I've known this woman for like 10 years, right. and I don't know her title. Okay, You've known her longer than that. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so, so she said, you know, you need to try this with the fabric sensor. This, right. This quilting, you know, uh, project with the fabric sensor. And I turned it on. It made a huge difference. I think it makes a big difference when you're kind of doing like a real long haul line of stitching okay like across a quilt uh-huh. you know whereas when i was just do like setting in a sleeve you know it's just not that much stitching you're right. using it in you know i just i didn't really find a need for it i think that that can be more useful for something like quilting. or what about fabrics that um have like a pile to them or something yes it's recommended right. for that as well and to be honest i don't you know i haven't done a lot with like Velvet or fur woven velvet, or, yeah. you know. I've uh-huh. done a lot with stretch velvet uh-huh. on the serger and and things like that. Uh, yeah. Will anyone ever use woven velvet again? Well, now that there's stretch velvet, who knows? And technically, if you want to be a purist, it's not stretch velvet; it's velour. It it's, is. It's you right. know. I said something in a in my You're lingerie right. You're group. Correct. I called it stretch velour, and people were like, "Thank goodness you called it the right it thing." Is. And I was like, "It's okay." <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I don't think anybody's dying because someone calls it stretch velvet. I don't know. <laughs> well, I've seen it described as stretch velvet. Yes. Right. I, I understand why right. people call it that. Right. right? You know. Uh, but well, and you know there's velvet and velveteen. Did you know that? Yes. 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 No, there's, there's all sorts of. Yes. Well, and then I feel like some fabric companies have come around lately, popped up, and they're calling things. Whatever they want to call them. I mean, Jersey is being, the term Jersey is being thrown mm-hmm. around yeah, is. quite loosely, yes. I believe. Um, in my understanding, Jersey is a knitted fabric. Right. That may not have spandex in it. 
Absolutely. Okay. Jersey is a type of knit, the pattern of the knit, I believe. Well, maybe we're wrong. Um, <laughs> but I well, don't Well, it know. doesn't have to have spandex in it. I can guarantee right, you that. Right, right. I see people just like saying jersey, though, to like describe all knits. And I'm like, no, that's, it's not quite, it's not quite the right way to put it, I don't think. Uh, and then they get something and they're surprised. Right. You well, know. there used to be a, a finite. Yeah, Amount of amount types, types of fabric. Types. There you go. And there's not anymore. Right. There's a new fabric tomorrow. Well, and so that fabric sensor system, it'll sense height, depth, right. you know, of fabric. Yes. But it won't sense this fabric is stretchy. No. You know, or something right. like that. Oh, and you know what? The, okay, last, last but not least, bobbin sensor. Oh, we, yeah. we skimmed over this earlier. Okay. Uh Bobbin sensor, love them or hate them, Mom? What do you think? Well, I think we should love them. Okay. And I think people should get real about bobbins. <laughs> Here's my advice. If you sew and you like to sew, you should do things that, you know, support your sewing. You need more than five bobbins, okay? <laughs> no, you need more than 15. You need... I would say a minimum of 20 bobbins. There you okay? go. And if I have a big project... And I'm worried about a bobbin running out, correct? Mm -hmm. Let's wind two bobbins. Right. Okay? You'll probably use it again. Yes. Okay? I have sometimes three to four, like, off-white bobbins, you know, wound or, you know, two black bobbins and two or three beige bobbins. So I can just grab them out of there and go to town. Um. How many bobbins do I have? Yeah, oh. how many how many bobbins do you have? We should have counted per machine. Yeah, it's got to be a hundred per machine. At least fifty. Yeah, at least at least fifty yeah. per machine. And we do. Hey, I don't mess around. No, we don't. We don't. And no. I don't apologize for our bobbin. No, I'm not apologizing for my excessive po- um, bobbin ownership. That's right. <laughs> Well, and I just want to say that with this smart machine Because thing, I want an empty bobbin when I want an empty bobbin, right. and I want a full bobbin when I want a full bobbin. A, and and when my it. bobbin sensor yeah. says I'm low, I don't freak out. I put a new bobbin in. There you go. There yeah. You go. Now, just so you know, bobbin sensor people who are haters, and you're like, oh, it keeps on my bobbins almost empty, but it's not almost empty. And you press the OK button, right. and it tells you again in like five stitches, you know, right. da, 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 da. You can turn it off. That's true. But remember you did that. That's right. And then don't be upset when you've been sewing with no thread for a while. Right. Okay. Uh, And listen to your machine, right? You can be your own bobbin sensor. It will sound different. It does sound different. When you're not, when you're sewing with no thread. Although I have to to admit there have been days where I have sewed. Oh, I've done it too. Two feet and went, well, there's been no bobbin there. And that's why you run your finger along your seam after you sew it. That's right. Okay. I mean, I do that on my serger seams, especially mm-hmm. when I'm going through like three or four layers of fabric. Right. I'm like, oh, I catch everything, you know. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> that's why you do that when you're sewing with a lock stitch on your sewing machines. That you make sure. So that bobbin sensors should be our friends. They should be. If our you friends. don't like them, turn them off and and sew sew like you're in the dark ages. What do I care? <laughs> so you don't have to have all these smart things. But I did want to make a point that. Now, you some might be machines are smarter things. than you. That's right. 
That's right. Because you'll go to sew and it will say, lower your presser foot. Yep. Or you'll go to try and thread it and it will say, raise your presser foot. It will give you a message that says that. That's right. And it, that can or be very it will helpful. say, you're, you'll, you'll be trying to sew and your machine won't go and it will say, Bob and, Mo, uh, Bob and Winder engaged. engaged. <laughs> you know, and... I don't know who, who Bob and Winders marry, but they get engaged, they get engaged. all the time. Nice one. <laughs> you know, that might be better than the soup can joke. <laughs> yeah, I hope you guys listened to this when I was a, soup, a can of soup. We got our first comment on this podcast through the Podbean app, and it was about the soup, soup. label. And it was just like, it was so funny when Mallory tried to call Ziggy a soup can. And it was, I mean, I think she was I making, was not accepting of it at all. She was making fun of me, but she thought it was funny that, right. I, that it went over like a lead balloon. It really you know? did. <laughs> so you don't have to have these smart features, but do think, if you think, some people might say, oh, I'm sewing on a really basic machine. But if you have needle up, needle down, or things well, like you that, know, you're, you're a little heavy. Remember how it was all, used to be only the high-end machines had a needle threader? Yeah. And, oh, oh, we didn't even talk about I mean, is there even a machine that, well, because it's mechanical usually. Well, on the, on the you know. Do, 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 do. <laughs> what machines don't have a needle threader anymore? I don't even know if there are any. Are there? there? I think. I guess some very, very basic, basic, basic. Right. $69 sewing machines that I wouldn't have anyway. Excuse me. Sorry, everybody, but... We're going to get one of those elitist kind of... I'm sorry. (laughs) It it, it probably is... I just... You know, I would. I just don't know. It's probably not a very good tool. Yeah, it's not no, we can last. say that. We've been sewing a long time. Uh, I've seen $69 machines and how they work. But, yeah, a mechanical needle threader is something that is put on a lot of right. machines. Nowadays. Now, the high, high-end do have electronic. Electronic, not, yes. Not, not yes, necessarily yeah. computerized. But yeah. it's electronic. Yes. And you press a button and it goes, zoom, bop. Your needle's threaded. The only thing you have to do when you have one of those is to push the button to thread the needle. Right. You do have to do that. It won't thread it if you don't press the button. No. And you also have to put the thread there. That's right. Right. That's right. The thread has to be there. I have tried to sew and been like, oh, I didn't push that button where it'll thread the needle for me. (laughs) Why didn't it remind me to do that? That does happen. Yeah. Well, especially if you're going from machine to machine, which we do. We switch around. I just want to say, if you want... A laser and a camera on your machine, you can. It exists. If you think that's cray-cray, you don't have to have it. And that's right. And everything in between. That's if, right. There's all sorts, of, all sorts of levels of, you know, smart and helpful. and But, man, a camera on an embroidery machine. Oh. <laughs> there are people who really, really love to embroider. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, that – and. I was never satisfied with just embroidery. I had to also sew. Yeah, me too. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, uh, that's. I think that's the end of this podcast. And um, thank you all so much for listening. And go buy some bobbins. Go buy some bobbins and do whatever you want with your bobbin sensor. Turn it on, turn it off. Make sure you have one on your new machine or make sure you can turn it off on your new machine, whatever you want to do. That's right. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? 
And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. 